Hello listeners and welcome to a new edition of Injury Time, the ISL edition with me Sandeep here and as always I have with me Devine. Hi Sandeep. Uh, we messed up the last recording so we're picking up in the same place so a long time no see Devine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes jokes don't sound that good on repetition but yeah we we hung out at the BFC game last evening. I wasn't even supposed to be there, but I went there because I forgot to register my name for seven aside football. <laughs> so yeah, generally a crap start to the week. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to BFC soon. So, yeah. uh, but just let's just start with the okay. Let's start with a very random person. Happy with the way the second uh, half of the season has been. I mean, too early to say, but yes, uh, things look positive because uh, BFC look a little fallible and there seems to be some activity at the top of the table, which is good. Mumbai City going top is uh, good news. Northeast United have looked quite good across their two games, actually. And yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, how the poor and ATK can get into the mix. Now, uh, first it started off with uh, ATK and Blasters, yeah. which was supposed to be a derby. I don't know how, but for some <laughs> reason. But uh, whatever, it was a 1-1 draw. Yeah. Not the most exciting of games. Forgettable. Eminently forgettable. And uh, I mean, I could see this coming because Blasters, to be very honest, right at the start of the season, I thought they really didn't have much of a chance. ATK, I would have expected them to do much better this season. So they have been a little bit of a letdown. And maybe it's just been their lack of, uh, you know, attack. They've just not been able to get enough goals or look likely to get enough goals in most of their matches to finish off contests. And uh, yeah, I mean, good for them to have Edu Garcia into their mix and for him to score is also a welcome addition. But I don't know if they'll be able to maintain this kind of form and mount a serious enough challenge to get into the top four. Yeah, and uh, I think also Blasters have undergoing some changes in the boardroom. They yeah. have a new CEO on the iQuest, not uh, the current CEO of the Blasters per se. But yeah. it looks like what you are talking about that the change in the boardroom is slowly starting to happen. You can see a shift. Hopefully going forward. Yeah, and I mean, it's a good result in a sense for Nelo Vingada, especially considering that uh, um, they look like they might even end up losing that match, but to get a point out of it is a good result for them. It's thanks to John Johnson for that. Uh, unfortunate, but that's the way the ball rolls sometimes. Uh, let's just talk about the next game, which is the Goa and the JFC game. A 0 0 is not really what you expected, does it? Um, strangely, uh, I would say yes, because Jamshedpur, yeah, see, Jamshedpur are a very uh, compact side, but yes, you would expect goals from them for sure. But I thought they might cancel each other out. And still very early days in the second half of the season, so for every team, there's a you know there's a period that they'll need to settle in. Uh, but to be fair, on on balance in that match, probably Goa deserved more of a result, but uh, Shubhro the Paul was outstanding. And he's probably one guy who was a little unlucky to miss out on the Asian Cup bus mm. because he's been, I mean, he's still been consistent in recent years. And we know that goalkeepers are not as affected as outfield players with age. In fact, if anything, some of them become even better because their judgment improves with age. So he's been uh, rock solid for them. And while he's always there in goal, Jamshedpur will always be a difficult team to break down. Uh, it's only when they stop scoring that it uh, hurts them. And that, that's what I suppose happened against Goa. But there was a funny incident. Like Subrata Paul for me is a very confusing player. He's able to do these crazy shot stops, but in the yeah. early part of the match there was a cross across the face of goal and he just lay down. Yeah. It was so random. He, he didn't try to jump at the ball, he didn't try to block the goal, he just lay down and just went across. Yeah. The goal. In fact, the decision making of crosses has always been a bane of Indian goalkeepers. I mean, if you go right down to probably the eighties was the last time that we used to have goalkeepers who were a lot more commanding offset pieces. Um, it's been a problem and, I mean, 
Gurpreet is okay in that. Yeah, you could argue that Gurpreet is one of the better ones, but yeah, I mean, it's also a very important uh, skill to know when not to come. So, yeah, that you can't keep coming forever. That may be Gurpreet has to learn a little bit more. Of exactly. I mean, it's it's a fine-tuning thing which needs to be done. Probably, in a sense, the big reason for that is that until recently, uh, in Indian clubs, we've never had specialized goalkeeping coaches. So, uh, when when you're an outfield player and you've turned to coaching, you don't really know what specific things to uh, you know tell a young goalkeeper. So, they just end up sort of doing every drill uh, meticulously, but not learning anything new. So, with the result that they don't really progress. But I think that's happening now with almost all the I-League clubs also having goalkeeping coaches. So, and uh, Lena, let's touch on BFC. We'll get to Northeast also because I think the interlinked, they both yeah. played each other yeah. as well. Uh, last week we had a discussion. One somebody asked us yeah. if uh, BSC can do the invincibles. Now I think uh, that discussion <laughs> is no longer there because uh, Machado made sure that that doesn't happen with the one nil win from Mumbai. And how impressive were Mumbai? Uh, we did say that Mumbai have looked very good, and they just showed it once again. Mm, the goal itself, I would say, yeah, I mean, BSC could be a little, time, yeah, yeah. they'd be a little disappointed to have conceded that kind of a goal in themselves, but. Excellent finish from Machado, and uh, this is what uh, Mumbai tend to do, specifically when playing at home. They are so uh, well organized; they can, you know, hit you with speed on the, on the counter. Uh, Sugu, uh, Sugu rather had a few good moments, you know, just uh, just got caught offside a few too many times. Otherwise, maybe he would have added to that uh, tally as well. So Mumbai are looking quite decent, and uh, their back four has also been quite impressive. Uh, unusual because a lot of them are quite old. Somebody like an Anwar is probably well past his sell-by date, but I think it just tells you that in the ISL you don't really need to be as sharp. You just need to be experienced enough to know what you're doing. Uh, the another thing was Machado. What do you think of the way he wears his shorts? <laughs> it's a bit strange, right? And the it celebration, yeah. He uh, pulls it up and stands, right? Yeah. I guess I mean there must be something to do with his, you know, growing up years or whatever. Must have worn an oversized yeah. shorts or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, players have their quirks, and you, we were discussing that as well last week, right? Yeah, about yeah. characters. You've got a character now. Absolutely, you got a character there. Uh, moving on to BFC's <coughs> match yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Northeast United FC, two-one win. Maybe a little bit lucky in the way the result went in Berlin, but uh, commanding performance by Gurpreet to make sure that didn't work. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was very good, and you know, a couple of one-on-ones where he was excellent. You know, it looked. Fairly obvious that uh, Northeast were going to score, but uh, he just kept them out of it through and through. But impressive performance from Northeast. Didn't let their heads drop despite going down a goal quite early. Uh, showed a lot of uh, keenness in like you know having two or three runners going at the ball every time. And BFC simply the way that they set up and the way that they defend quite high are always susceptible to that ball being played in behind the defenders. And yesterday, obviously, that was a little bit of a concern as well, which is why. Uh, Carlos Quadrat, I suppose, uh, took out Reno Anto and added Kursimrat Gill. And effectively, towards the end, they were playing with a back five. Yeah. Because it kept happening. They kept throwing the ball in behind. And uh, yeah, that uh, midfielder, Puitia, he's looked quite good. Yeah. Um, the number 32 for uh, Northeast United. And they, they have some good talent. Redeem Talang, uh, he's been good, but he's also been a little uh, hot headed. <laughs> and that was also in evidence yesterday. But Good signs from Northeast United. I mean, it's still a shame that they don't really have an out-and-out Indian striker. But that's something that we can't do anything about. That's what you know, coaches are there for. They need to build the team around what's best for their side. You could see when BSU were setting up, when the opposition goalkeeper was happening, they were crunched up together, maybe 10-15 yards between them, the entire front line and the back line. Yeah. Considering you have four defenders who are not particularly fast, why would 
they play uh, high line. It's very easy to get in behind, as we saw yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Had Gurpreet not stood up and waited for the shot and not made the first move, maybe it would have ended up worse or worse. Yeah, I think they're probably compensating for the fact that they don't really have that uh, sort of a talismanic presence now in midfield. I mean, the closest they have to that is Dimas Delgado, but uh, in previous seasons they've always had either somebody like an Edu Garcia recently or for a brief while uh, uh, they had that player uh, came along with Roka. Rubio. Uh, so, you need those kind of uh, you know men in midfield. They had Eugenson Linglo for the longest time. And, uh, John Menyang yeah. also for a while. So, they, they don't really have that kind of a presence now in midfield. So, they probably have to compensate by trying to play a little closer uh, together across all the lines. And yeah, I mean, Sunil Chetri as well, like, you know, he's not getting any younger. Yeah. So, the more... Didn't uh, have the greatest of games also yesterday. Yeah, because each time you see him play, each time you see that the weight of expectations is even greater on him. And he's that kind of a player that if he doesn't score, then you start wondering if something's wrong with him. Mm. I don't think anything is particularly, but uh, while Miku is not there, it's going to be difficult for BFC to keep finding goals, simply because of the way that they shape up. And, you know, Chetri is almost playing usually as the isolated striker. So, he's got to depend on some of the guys rushing in from midfield and coming in with chipping uh, in. Uh, I personally am a big fan of Parthalu and yeah. I think he is the one who provides, not the talismanic figure, but he provides the balance yeah. for our team. He, he makes the team rally around. Yeah, he is a, he is a very a good man and yeah. a good leader also. You can see him is always looking around his shoulders and yeah. shouting at but, but it's too. more in a defensive role. I yes, don't think he, he contributes as and much. He's trying to, to do it now. You could see yeah. a few one-touch passes yeah, he was trying yeah. to play in behind. But that's not yeah. probably his game. That's probably not, game, yeah. yeah. But anyway, move, not really moving on. Let's uh, talk about Sencho, who's moved on. Yes. So I could, have, I should have done uh, a better transition there, but <laughs> I think the ship is safe. So Sencho, uh, he's on his way to Naruta on loan. Uh, we know they're getting somebody. Hopefully, they'll wrap it up soon. I mean, they have to wrap it up today on the thirty-first. Uh, what did you? I mean, I know you are a big fan of Sencho. Yeah. Uh, you said yesterday that he would score, and he did score. Yeah. So obviously. And I saw an article when he did the scissor kick the yeah, bicycle yeah. the other day. Yeah. So, uh, what would you make of his time here? Because I personally did not think it was a great move for Sencho to come here. Yeah. Well, you have to look at it uh, from this perspective as well, Sandeep, that uh, when you are coming in from a country like Bhutan, you would rather play for the bigger league. So, you would rather play for the more glamorous, more visible league. Just for Bhutan football, it's been a good advertisement and we have seen that wherever he goes, even yesterday there were lots of fans of Bhutanese origin who were at the stadium and were clicking selfies with him right at the end. So, in a way he's much more than just, uh, you know, Chencho Gelshed, he's also Bhutan football and he's a, he's a walking adver yeah. advertisement, yeah, absolutely. So, whatever he does, in a sense, is good. So, from that perspective, I'm glad he came to BFC. It's a club with a huge reputation, whichever league they play in. Yeah, and they tend to they tend to win a lot more, so he's, he's visible a lot more. And I mean, his contribution has been good. I don't think uh, he's the kind of player whose contribution can only be gauged in terms of goals. It's also just the kind of movements that he creates. And we saw it yesterday. The yeah. moment he came on, he was he added an injection of pace. He was able to run along the flanks and you know get Chetri and Vedanta into the game a lot more uh, in than any of the other midfielders had done before that. So, in that sense, I think it, it was a wise move for him. Obviously, he was always going to struggle to get starts in a league where you know, spots for foreigners are limited. And obviously, it's a completely different role from what he performed over at uh, Minerva Punjab last year during the I-League. So, I think he was good and I think he knew that he was getting into a situation where he wouldn't get too many starts. 
and primarily his role would be to come on and try and change the complexion of the game or to give rest to somebody else so i'm sure he went in with all of that knowledge and i think he's done well and yeah neroka could benefit from his presence because the i league title race is still wide open i mean yeah. neroka could have an outside chance of like, you know winning all their games and getting <laughs> up into contention so it's a good move in that sense and yeah i mean i think they'll enjoy the fact that they've got a player of that quality coming into their ranks yeah i also feel if nikku hadn't been injured yeah it would have been much better for him mm-hmm. because suddenly he had the whole weight of expectations yeah uh, and they were not playing to his strengths per se because minerva was built to facilitate yeah. center correct that was in the same case here it took him a while to get settled down yeah obviously not that consistent which eventually as we know is the reason why he's moving on yeah but uh, and you uh, you've got to get game time to be able to be consistent i mean in any yeah. new club that you move into the whole idea is to get as much game time as possible so that in both senses a coach also gets an idea of what all you can do and you also can explore more and you know expand more as a player uh, now just talking about the opposition northeast they had a home game in guwahati they beat chennai 1-0 flew all the way to bangalore they had a tough game here to one now they going back to delhi going back to home to play against delhi so tough few three matches for them just in terms of travel yeah the two ones that they already played and the one coming up not a great uh, bench strength either they got a left center back injured like you said yeah. uh, so tough times ahead but they look like a team who are uh, who have bought into alko shetori's uh, yeah. maverick ways <laughs> Yeah they have and it's a good team uh, even the victory against Chennai they they knocked on the door repeatedly and I mean really the only thing missing yesterday against BFC was the finishing and yes. of course Gurpreet Singh Sandhu was a much better presence in that sense than Karanjit Singh was but uh, yeah good result against Chennai where Chennai hung in there but they always looked second best in the match and uh, they just seem to have something good about them this this season even Rahul and Borges is playing quite well for them contributing a lot more in uh, midfield. Duedo is a big presence in the center of midfield and just like you know kills off everything that the opposition team has. And the up front duo of uh, Gaigo and uh, Ugbeche look really good. And they are just those kind of players who don't need too many chances to score. So mm-hmm. if a team consistently keeps creating chances they'll keep scoring goals and that's what's been happening in most of the matches. And something Elko Shatari spoke about <coughs> during the press conference was the referee not particularly against him yeah. or for him but this particular referee he took three instances of uh, two, two i think they lost in one day one maybe in the three yeah. games but yeah. he absolutely went after him and i think that's a little unfair because uh, yes i mean the indian referees do have a long way to go but i mean usually the the cribbing always comes from the losing side i mean that's the unfortunate okay. reality of football um he may have a point with a few of the decisions yeah. and one thing which i did feel yesterday in uh, specifically in yesterday's game was that uh, the referee was just being a little bit lenient with some of the physical challenges going in but then all you want is consistency if he's consistent with both teams uh, which uh, shatori clearly believed he was not so that is definitely an issue then but uh, if he's consistent with both teams if he's not like you know randomly flashing cards and just sending everybody off <laughs> then it should be fine but i mean personally i if i were to be a referee in a situation i would try and quell the threat of things getting too physical by flashing a yellow card early for something which i think is a little above what is a minimum limit because you want football to be a physical game it is a physical game at the end of the day but you don't want any malice in some of the challenges it's time for var right <laughs> 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 then we could be in for long then 
Yeah. Why don't we shift everything back to the TV and then we'll just sound a whistle through the... We used to talk about this a long time ago. You know, Henry Menez is when he was... Uh, when he used to commentate with me sometimes about almost a decade ago. I would often ask him that, you know, is it time for technology to come into football? And something he always said was that football is a game of opinion. So he was never in favour of it. And I can see the wisdom of that. that you know, let the decision happen and let football stay a game of opinions. If something blatant happens, then you have so many you know, officials around a match referee, whatever, a match commissioner, referee's assessor. So they are there to clamp down and make sure that most of the right decisions are taken. But if a referee on the spot has the best eyes on it, I think that you've got to trust that. I personally don't like VAR because yeah. I also want that debate to go on. Yeah. But there was an interesting take by one of my friends who used to play in the Pune Super Division. Mm. Uh, was a great player. Mm -hmm. Had he been allowed to go down the line, I think he would have played for the national team. Mm -hmm. uh, he was telling me, football is like life. Some days you do everything right, mm -hmm. but something doesn't work in your favour and the whole day is uh, shit stop. Yeah. And so he's like, just like that, someday you might have a great game, but referee makes a mistake. So, you have to deal with it just like you deal with life. So, mm -hmm. he's, as a player, against VAR. I think mm -hmm. that was a very nice way of looking at it. Yeah. So, uh, I thought you were going to say that he's in support of VAR. Ah, no, no, no. If he's not, then yeah, I, I can see that. It's a. I did not think philosophically to that extent. I was but more it, like, okay, yeah. sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if there was VAR at the Asian Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would have helped India. I don't I'm think not so. I'm not sure if it would have made any difference. Uh, so, I think that's about it for the ISL part. Uh, you can listen to us on Hubhopper and all the other podcast platforms out there. Uh, so. Till next time, thank you, Debye. And uh, please listen to us and enjoy the game.